What up, gamers? Before we start the show, we have an announcement that we're super excited to share with you. We're teaming up with several other podcasts to put on a live show on April 18th for charity. The group is called Podcasting with a Purpose, and it will be supporting Families Forward, an organization that helps homeless families in Philadelphia. More details are coming in the future, but for now, here's the show. Crew members, what it be? What it do, baby? Yo, do we have uh we got a fun one for you? Definitely. I, I think so. It's something I've been waiting to cover. I'm a huge fan of virtual reality. And I play the system that he has it on. So that's wh- that's where we go with it. <laughs> yeah, we we've talked in the past about what we think the future of virtual reality is gonna be, but we never like, you know, we gave a couple ideas and that was it. We decided to bring an episode of, you know, just more of a free flow, a little more of a, you know conversational style of just us throwing out the bullshit that we think vr is going to turn into in the future we also do have some some actual information that's not just us spewing our nonsense (laughs) but um i will say this though real quick whenever john who did our last rpg episode i mean whenever he hears this please post somewhere and let us know the videos that we took of you playing resident evil because that shit was hilarious. hilarious. I wish I would have gotten more videos than I did because I didn't start early enough. If I could have gotten like the part where he screamed like a girl and was like knife hand in the air, if I could have gotten that, <laughs> that'd have been great. But uh, dude, he's not alone. I, I can't even bust on him because I was the same way and you wouldn't even get in it. So, <laughs> And I still, dude, there is, there is literally nothing you can do to go ahead and get me in that thing. Yeah, I know. I've tried. But uh, now VR, man, that came out the gate strong the last couple of years. With PSVR, the Oculus Rift, you know, those are the ones that we're really going to touch on. I know it's like the HTC and all that shit. Um, But it came out the gate, they came out the gate much stronger than we thought. Like, I I didn't expect quite the amount that we got when it first came out. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect to get a full experience like Resident Evil 7. I didn't expect to get, you know, even just the the experiences as they call them the ones that aren't like full-length games they're like you know hour and a half experiences that you play through like the batman arkham vr that i did put you in which was so cool okay so that was the second thing that i ever did in vr the first was uh the the deep sea cage oh yeah with the shark and shit like the like the ocean dive in the uh, psvr worlds psvr worlds is so fucking underrated it's like a it's a collection of like five different games well I think it's like four games and an experience. There's like an ocean dive game that, that Wes is talking about now, that where was, you it's okay. So you're you, in a cage. Yeah. So you're in a shark cage, and I mean they're I mean you're in the ocean looking around, not necessarily deep ocean. You know I think mean? But you're, you're actually looking for like nuclear material or something. Yeah. So you end up going deeper and deeper into the ocean to go ahead and try to find the uh, nuclear material. Yes. And you have a giant ass fucking great white shark going ahead and just completely fucking you up. Hitting the hitting the cage, trying try to bite off your schnuts, dude. It <clears throat> is terrifying, and it's absolutely so terrifying. Real. It does. Meanwhile, I'm standing in your basement with you. Know I mean, with my calves against your couch. That way, I know where I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- honestly, that way I don't go ahead and like run into the TV or anything because that could honestly happen <laughs> with doing this shit. Yeah, well, the very first thing I ever did in VR was that Batman Arkham. <clears throat> and, so much um, fun. And before you even press start or go into it, when you put the headset on, you're like Batman style. You're on top of this building. But this this VR experience, like if you have 
<clears throat> excuse me, a good amount of room on either side of you. You can actually take a few steps to the right, to the left, to the front, and the back. So you can actually walk to what seems like the edge of this building and look over <clears throat> at all the cars on the street. And actually, the and spider- it made my legs shake a little bit. The Spider-Man one was the same way. Yeah, yeah. This, the Batman one was just far more put together. Oh, which so makes much me more. So excited for that <clears throat> Iron Man one. Yeah. So excited. That um, Iron Man one does look pretty cool. <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, the whole reason we even brought that up is just because both of us were shocked to even get stuff like that right away. We thought that everything would be, you know, super cartoony, not super polished, and, you know, kind of just, you know, for show, really nothing that you would actually want to spend hours playing. No, we thought it'd be much more of a thing to where you're going ahead, you're looking at. <clears throat> Sorry. You're, um, I mean, you would just put it on, you look, oh, wow, like there's the Great Wall of China. You know what I mean, you know I mean, something yeah. that's more of an experience thing and not yeah. as much of an interactive thing. Absolutely. Now, this is all about where we think this shit's going to go. And my opinion on that has changed because of how strong they came out the gate. Now, before we go to where they go, I feel like we should only do our due diligence to talk about where, where it came from. Attaboy. So I know that when, with my research, I mean, Oculus started in 2012 as just a Kickstarter campaign, I mean, for uh, Rift's development. And they raised $2.5 million from 10,000 contributors. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of fucking money from people. Yeah. And then once everybody fully saw what Oculus was doing, Facebook was like, yeah, let me get that. <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, yeah. Bruh, two, let, me get, let me get that. Two billion. That's what Facebook spent to buy Oculus. <clears throat> yeah. Two billion. That's <clears throat> that's uh quiche. Yeah. That's some quiche. Now I will say that when it comes down to like Oculus versus like uh PSVR, the Oculus is much more there's much more to it as opposed to the PSVR, because PSVR is basically just the head, I mean, I mean, just the headset itself. So you, I mean, so it's, it's what you're seeing. Yeah. Oculus, like straight off the gate, you know what I mean? They have obviously that part, what you're seeing, but they also have, you know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily headphones, but you know what I mean? They have speakers straight up against your ears. So that way, you know I mean, you're, you're getting that much more interactive. I know like what we had John do, you know I mean? He put yeah. his, he, I mean, he plugged his headphones in. Yeah. That's why they have that there. So you can plug in your own <clears throat> headphones, be a little more immersed. And then also the controllers for Oculus just, I love the way they look. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they look kind of like the uh, the PlayStation Move controllers, except for they don't have the big ball on the top of them. They have like these mm-hmm. rings that go around, <clears throat> and it, I mean, it just looks like something that you can go ahead and like really work your wrist and kind of feel a little bit better about. I mean, it looks much more um, not necessarily interactive, but it looks much more intuitive. Yeah, you mean to go ahead and work with? Dope. Yeah. Now, as far as the Sony goes, their first you know, head-mounted VR, per se, dates all the way back to the 90s. Now, <clears throat> its first commercial unit was called Glastron, and it had an application called MechWarrior 2. you probably heard of MechWarrior games. Yeah. Yeah, it had MechWarrior 2, and it permitted the users um, uh, to adopt a visual perspective from inside the cockpit of the craft. So using your own eyes as visual, seeing the battlefield, all that shit. So that's where it started. Uh, it was in 2014 that their research and development engineer, Anton Mikhailov, who sounds like someone that would have been in the fucking Soviet hockey team, um, <clears throat> said uh, his team had been working on something called Project Morpheus. He was working on Project Morpheus for about three years, and it was it was later in uh, or it was earlier in '09 
that uh, the PlayStation Move uh, came out, and it came out with a future head mounting technology in mind. That's what it was made for. It wasn't just like, you know, how the Wii came out with, with their thing, but that's just what it was. There wasn't anything really beyond that that they were looking towards, yeah. to my knowledge. Um, but they specced it and built it to be a VR controller, even though it wasn't a commodity yet. Um, and then it was in, I believe, uh, I believe those actually came into focus in 2010. And then Project Morpheus was first announced in 2014. And then, uh, you know, I think it was in 2015 that they eventually changed the name from Project Morpheus to PlayStation VR. And then later in 2015, Sony acquired Soft Kinetic, which was a tech startup whose focus included visual depth sensing gesture recognition for an undisclosed amount. And you know what they say when they say an undisclosed amount. Fuck ton. Fuck ton of money. Like, we still don't know how much money LeBron James is making from Nike. But it's a fuck ton. Give me that paper, baby. Yeah. So on October 13th of 2016, Sony released the PlayStation VR with a price tag of 400 bucks. And I bought one. I sure bought one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one hiccup that I ran into was that it said that it was compatible with glasses. And, you know, I had a buddy with glasses at the time. I had just gotten done getting LASIK, so I was finally free of them for the first time in 26 years. Uh, but my, my buddy had glasses, and this is for all, for anyone that doesn't have PlayStation VR, this is why I'm putting, this is why I'm saying this is because his glasses actually scratched the lenses a little bit. Yep. Now, they're, now they're OLED lenses. Those are, think about how how expensive OLED TVs are. So now we talked about this in, in a prior podcast. I know Anthony <clears throat> went ahead and, you mean, put, you mean, kind of put, the specs a, put out a there. thing on there. You mean, yeah. well, not, <clears throat> just the fact of saying, you mean, the OLED lenses and how, you mean, TVs now. You know what I mean for two thousand dollars are you know I mean are OLED? Yeah, you know I mean these you know I mean these little things. You know what I mean to go ahead and just check this shit out is you know what I mean yeah OLED and it's like dude that is a that is some high tech that's some high tech shit yeah. Now so my buddy's glasses actually scratched the lenses right in the middle. Now when you're playing games and you're immersed, you don't notice it that much, but you don't want your you spent four hundred dollars on this thing. You don't want to be looking through scratches and scuff marks in the middle. So uh, Black Friday the following year, they had it for half off, so I bought another one, which is designated only for Nine people without glasses. glasses, and then that one for people <laughs> with glasses. So if I, if you want a PSVR, which I highly recommend, if you have glasses, I be very very careful with how close you adjust the headpiece to your eyes, yeah. because you will fuck it up. Um, but that's you know that's well fuck if we're gonna go through you know where they came from. We might as well give a quick, you know, where they're at now. Yeah, so I know with the Oculus Rift, you know what I mean, which is, so you have like, you have a handful of, not necessarily brands, but like subsections of the Oculus. You have like the Rift, the Quest, the S. Correct. And like the Rift now that also comes with the, um, with the controllers and everything at Walmart, you know what I'm saying? It's basically sitting around 600 bucks. It, but, um, now it's, it, it's one of the systems that, has you know I mean all their own types of games you know what I'm saying like I saw they had they had a an Angry Birds game mm. which I just find interesting as a thought like what would you do with an Angry Birds game in a in a VR setting I don't know I mean maybe like they, maybe they like are you the one holding the slingshot shooting the bird like you know what I'm saying like I mean that's maybe, I mean, that's like my only thought maybe you can switch perspectives maybe you are that person shooting the bird but once the bird shoots you're actually you get that perspective of oh okay yeah cool. that's actually a really good point and if it's not. 
pay me for my idea, Bo. I'll give it to you. Everything for a price. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they also have, like, a Fruit Ninja game. And, like, I'm excited to see what they come out with with the future because it looks like all of their, most of their gaming stuff is, um, it's exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's not necessarily, I mean, something you're going to find everywhere. You know I mean, it's kind of only for Oculus because Oculus is their own entity. Yeah, well, I mean, there were certain things that were coming out that will would come out for both, but they came out exclusively for one first, and then another one would get it later. Like, I'm pretty, I don't remember which one went first, but like when Skyrim went to VR, mm-hmm. I don't remember where it went first. I don't know if it went to Oculus first or if it went, but there are ones that like eventually they get on both. I'm sure there are some yeah. exclusives. I know they're exclusive, actually, but um, so as far as did you have more? Did you? Nah, I just said. I mean, that was yeah. just my little quick thing on. Yeah. Me where now, it's at. now, now where PSVR is at now, um, they have, they have so they have so many games. They have so many experiences. They have what, what I do think is cool, and you know, I can't speak on Oculus because I mean that I don't have one, and and you know, Wes was looking up stuff on that. Is with the PSVR, there's so many. I guess like company like independent companies that came out with apps like they had ones where you know you could they had i guess they shot videos with like a certain certain vr technology i guess so that way like i, I don't know if i put you in front of you can do one where you were like at the uh nhl all-star game Nah, and, i haven't seen and that. you actually like you can look around you're sitting in the you're sitting in the crowd you know then they cut to you being in the locker room with everyone getting interviewed and you're like oh, that's two, wicked. two feet away from Evgeny malkin and but they're the only thing with those is since I assume that they're like independently done, they're a little on the blurry side because I'm assuming they don't have the high tech shit that like these big ass you know million and billion dollar game companies have. But there's nonetheless they're still they're still dope. And then you have experiences like we said like Batman and Spider Man. They're coming out with Iron Man. You have full length games like Resident Evil Seven and Skyrim which came which to VR. looked ter- like Resident Evil 7 looked terrifying regardless it is it is terrifying I add screamed in, I screamed the whole way add in the fact of you know, I mean you're completely immersed in that I feel like the only thing that can get more fucked up is a Silent Hill game for VR that's like the yeah. only thing that can get worse I would um, have to agree yeah now and then you know they came out with some cool tech like obviously you had the PlayStation move sticks which work a lot like the uh, the Wii remotes um you have you know it came out with like a light gun that has the same like ball tip as the as the move sticks do. Now that so was for, a fun game that you had me play. For games like Farpoint, and there's actually I believe you can also use it on one of the things in VR worlds. I, I don't quite remember. Um, and then they came out with more games like uh, I, forget, I I think it was called Operation Flashpoint, but I'm not sure. But it's essentially like their version of a Call of Duty game. It's online, so oh, you play shit. online like you know team deathmatch yeah you know you're either on the good side or the bad side you have the gun and from what i could from what i heard it's it's pretty responsive um w- which is dope they're starting to work their way into and uh, i've been waiting to touch on this now because we talked about this before the only thing really stopping it from being fully a hundred percent immersive is the movement because you're still either using a controller or you know, using the PlayStation <coughs> move sticks in like a, if you play Skyrim, you can, I believe you can use it with the controller, but there's also like a point and move system where if you're using the, um, the move sticks, mm-hmm. you point, you'll see something show up on the ground, you click something and it's almost kind of like a little teleport, which it's not necessarily bad, but it takes a lot of time to get used to. It's almost the same thing with movement for Resident Evil because yeah. you can turn your head to move, but it but only does it in use, segments. If you use the thumbstick, you can choose for it to go 
45 degrees, 90 degrees, so it's kind of it's kind of jumpy. Yeah. When you're playing, if you do it the right way, using your head as opposed <clears throat> to using the controller a lot, it's a lot more fluid. But that was the one thing stopping it. And now there's something called the 3D rudder, which I don't believe Wes has actually seen yet. No, I haven't. Um, now the 3D rudder is um, it basically looks like a, it looks like a an exercise balance board. There's like a flat surface that's got like two notches, so you know where to put your left foot, where to put your right foot. And it's suspended off the ground by half a ball. You plant your feet on it, and you move them in different ways to perform different movements. So, like, if you tilt your feet forward, you move forward. Heels back, you go back. Okay, so, yeah. And then as you're All sitting, right, now, if you just twist it right and left, it turns. Now I understand the hoverboard reference. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, leading, leaning sideways will, will strafe and whatnot. Um, and it, it, from the reviews that I've heard, it, it actually is a lot nicer than using the controller because you can kind of just chill back do what you're doing and, and and use your feet now if you have the money i would say the one that's that you know it seems much more interactive is what oculus has which is that uh <clears throat> treadmill apparatus you know yeah. I mean you I mean you get locked into to where like I, I mean you control the pace of how that treadmill goes and that that tells you whether you're walking running whatever and those things look stupid crazy yeah if you can get one of those, I absolutely would. They, because uh, that's something to where you could really feel like you're actually doing what you're doing. If you really, I, I didn't look into those things much, but if if what you're saying is true, you control like how fast the treadmill goes and stuff. Like, you would actually feel like you're doing what you're doing. If you're running from something, you you gonna be sweating. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. Like a game, like I mean, obviously Resident Evil would be an awesome one to go ahead and think about. <laughs> running all, I'd be I'd be out of breath the whole time. <laughs> Okay, so but I mean like even even a game like say Borderlands, you know what I'm saying, or like Skyrim, which I, yeah, I mean, still didn't check like out that. yet. Because remember oh, that Borderlands, did, Borderlands I, Two VR, I still haven't checked that out yet. I, I you, got did you to. buy it, or did I you? I don't remember. Or were you waiting for a sale? I don't remember. I can't. Remember. But either way, it's still on the store. I'm, I'll get it. <laughs> so there is something called the Virtuox uh, treadmill. And I'm only seeing that used on eBay. Now, now I'll preface it by saying it's used. You know what I mean? And, and somebody's putting a price on it. $1,500. That's some shit. Yes. And that's, look, man. And and honestly, that is the biggest, um, that's the biggest uh, thing going ahead and hurting this part of the industry. Just the price. Is the price of everything. Uh, it's because it's, it's so new. It's so, and, but that's the whole thing. Supply and demand haven't evened out yet to go ahead and say, okay, this is going to be, all right, you'll get a system plus the VR system, you mean, well, at least for PlayStation, and say it's going to cost you three four $400 for the whole thing. There. Yeah. Fair. But, like, with Oculus or with the HTC, like, those are their own self-contained units. You know what I mean? That has, that has nothing to do with uh, a, a console. Yeah, I don't believe. Yeah, like this 3D router thing. I don't believe Sony came out with that. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't believe that that's their product. Okay. I'm sure they have to sign off on it. For it, but I mean, you can check that out. But um, yeah. See, now and here's the thing: they have to be so expensive because realistically, how oh, many? Oh, dude, this thing looks insane. Are you looking at the thing I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, it looks like it's like a space. Looks like it's like a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. So yeah, or, or so there's that one you're talking about. Oh no, never mind. This one's for um for a flying simulator. Okay. Yeah. Not. Nah, yeah. The blue. The blue disc. The blue one. Yeah. Yeah. That shit looks nuts. Yeah, and it, and it, apparently it works very well. Yeah, I'm seeing anywhere from ninety <clears throat> to one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. That, so. Which beats fifteen hundred. It may not be as immersive as strapping yourself into a treadmill and running and doing all that shit, but true. I mean, 
If you ain't got fifteen hundred bucks to burn, I almost said ducks to burn. <laughs> oh, Peter's coming after oh, me. Oh man, Peter, Peter's on their way. We don't, we don't need that, Peter. Um, yeah, man. So if you don't have fifteen hundred bucks, this is a great, I mean, a great uh, substitute. Yeah, I would say so. And you don't have to worry about sweating because you can do that shit sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's so funny that like you have um, <coughs> excuse me, all these games that come out. Like I remember when the Wii first came out. And the PSVR and, and even Pokemon Go, like games where you can tell they're trying to get people to move more. Yeah. Even when playing games. And then after like after the novelty of that wears off, it, it only takes like two weeks. You'll see people playing like Wii Tennis laying on the couch, <laughs> laying on the couch. And then Pokemon Go, people are like, oh, shit, there's a Pokemon stop right outside my house. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just sit on the couch. and. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that was, that was one of the nice things about uh, Connect. Yeah, I mean the Connect Xbox you had Connect. to move, and that's and that's the deal. It's like yeah. I mean our Connect parties that we used to do in your basement, like those were okay. If you don't move, you cannot accomplish this task. You said used to like that shit's super old. We just did that last year. <laughs> true, true, I know, true. Because I just had to replace my surround sound speaker stands because someone broke one. Because <laughs> of that shit, it gets real. It gets and real in look, there. Look, it 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 is fun. It is so much fun to go ahead and actually just dive. You mean like. Because you don't care. You don't care what's going on around you. you. You have a task in front of you to hell with what's around you. As long as you don't run into a wall, you're fine. Which we do every time. Every single time. <laughs> we have multiple videos. But uh, So yeah, as far as PSVR goes, they have tons of games that are already out. Uh, tons of games that they're coming out with. More experiences. And now, for the future, where we think this thing's going. And I have, I have some actual information, and then I have some of my own ideas. Not that they'll listen, but I think some people would think that they're pretty cool. So... Kind of sitting on both of those. I mean, I mean, basically, I mean, sitting on the fence of not not only what is here, but what also will be continuing to come. Yeah, is what is called the Tesla suit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying now, bad ass and probably five thousand dollars. Yeah, I I don't remember if I looked up the price on this when we first talked about. You know what I mean this type of stuff because I mean because we I mean we, we 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 talked about the Tesla suit in the future gaming episode that we did. Um, and this, like, dude, this thing is absolutely insane. It has these uh, biometric segments all throughout the suit itself to go ahead and Isn't it all, like, give haptic you haptic feedback. Yes, it is. And actually, haptic feedback is one of the main things that everybody's really raving about when it comes down to the new PS5 controllers. Also, correct. <clears throat> but with that, with these biometrics and the haptic feedback, like your body is feeling everything. Now, we already said before, we don't know how intense it's going to be when you go ahead and play a warlike game. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah, you get you, you get hit with, you get hit with like a with like a sniper round. You're not. I don't think you're gonna fly back into your couch. <laughs> as long as it doesn't hurt, it'd be dope as shit if you did though. <laughs> you have to pad your room up though. Dude, the so. videos that would come out with a with a fucking Tesla suit. That shit would be nuts. Oh my god. Actually, I'm probably going to need to look up something. Hello, for that later Income on. Tax 2021. Let's go. <laughs> and I have a long talk with my wife. Yep. No talk necessary <laughs> for me. Two kids mean not happening. New fridge. Tesla, Tesla suit. suit. Well, try to figure out a way to, you know what I mean, get two of them, you know I mean, get two of them for a good deal. You know what I'm saying? That way you can I don't have know one, that I don't have one. I a what? Two suits? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant a fridge and a Tesla suit. I was oh, like, no, I don't no, no, know no, where no. they're running that deal. <laughs> Go to Gerhard's, get a t- <laughs> buy a Tesla suit, get a fridge half off. I don't think it works that way. All right, that is insanely a Northeast reference to Gerhard's. <laughs> yes, Gerhard's. I should have said like Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah, dude, like yo, these suits are insane, dude. They're wireless. They have um... now they're not just chest pieces, right? No, dude, it's, it's full like body. Full, so it, it is goes, a full body. 
and the it, feet included is a cut off at the ankles. Uh, I need to do a little more research on that. But like the it has a re, it has a rechargeable battery that lasts eight to ten hours per battery life. You know I mean per charge when fully ran. That's sick considering how much that thing does. Ten uh, what does it say? My bad. Ten internal motion capture sensors. So it it reads you know I mean ten different parts of your body to go ahead and make sure it knows what's going on, and. For the small to the large, it has sizes from extra small to double XL. And it has a custom mode to where they can change the height from medium and tall. So it will get you everything you need. Here's what's scaring me. I just pulled something up while you were saying that. Now, I see Tesla suit VR powered glove. Now I have it, seen those. Yeah, it says it's the world's first Tesla suit compatible VR glove that integrates haptics, like you said, motion capture, and force feedback. The glove. Is five thousand. So, so our boy uh, Mike Friedman, who's your brother-in-law, we all lovingly call him Noodle. Yes. Sir. <clears throat> he he sent me a video from uh, last year's E3 of somebody having one of these haptic gloves on, and I mean, it looks like I mean, he's holding a I mean, somebody's holding something in their hand, and all you see is somebody just press a click of a mouse, and he's like, "Oh shit, yo, yo, this is, it's like my hands in my freezer right now. This thing is cold." And then another click of the mouse. Yo, this thing's burning up, man. Yo, change it, change it. Like, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, you see everybody fucking. I mean, you see, you see this guy just going crazy with how. I mean, with what this glove is able to do. That's a lot of power. And what do they say? With great power, with great responsibility, and, and yeah, because if not, you could fuck some people up. But if the glove is five thousand dollars, oh, these suits are. I fucked up saying that the suit would be five grand. So another really cool thing about this is that when it comes down to the uh, plugins for this suit. It runs off of Windows 10, and it runs off the Unreal 4 engine. Jesus Christ. So the Unreal engine, which is, I mean, badass shit. I mean, you're talking about, like, uh, what games come off of that? Uh, what's the one, the Dead or Alive, I believe is Unreal? The, probably. probably. You mean the volleyball shit? Probably. God, talk about a fucking throwback. <laughs> but, uh, God, if, if just a glove is 5000 then I, we're talking a couple of years of income tax money, and I'm going to have to start hooking. <laughs> Or selling some shit. I mean, they're both illegal, so I mean, it yeah. sucks either way. But Fuck it. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get my Tesla suit. But, I mean, like, I feel like that has to be the only way that, you, I mean, that you're thinking about this stuff going in the future. It has to be something that is much more of a... Because VR is already interactive. You know what I mean? Correct. I mean, you, I mean, you're already immersed. Now, the only way to get more immersed is to go ahead and have on... To feel. Yeah, to feel it. But it's got you got to think it has to be combined with the other thing because if you're just wearing the suit, you could play a game where the suit but really not move that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you can get something where you combine the suit with now, what I always thought like yeah, you have the the treadmill thing you were talking about that you're strapped into, or you have this um, the 3D rudder that essentially you yeah I think you actually have to sit down because it'd probably be awkward to stand. I'm that'd sure you be, can. That'd be wild if you went ahead and actually stood. But. So either way, they're like stationary things. So I always thought of just the same way that, again, I can only speak on PSVR, how the lights on the VR are tracked by the camera that you put above your TV. I was thinking one that would go on the bottom by the floor and then you'd have boots or like like VR boots or something that you put on your shoes that would track your feet. And obviously you would need a large enough player to move around. Now, well, see, that's the biggest thing. So the big thing about something like that. So when you play Connect, you know... That if you're gonna run, you just run in place. But you're not wearing a headset to go ahead and not tell your brain, you know what I mean, 
you I mean that you're running in place. You see that you're not moving. So with probably, a headset on, probably, if you, there are probably some people that might run through their TV by accident. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to end up running into some. T- you're going to have to end up. You need to figure out something to go ahead and create a barrier to go ahead and say you've gone too far. You know what I'm saying? Like I, a treadmill a type system makes more sense. I just want it to be something where it's just like. We're, we're really just your lower... Like, I don't want anything that comes up that restricts my upper body from moving and stuff of like course. that. And you still want to be able to... Like, what happens if you want to, you know, when you want to stop running? Does it stop instantly? Or is it like an actual treadmill where, like, you have to slowly go from running to walking? Yeah, I'm not what entirely... If I mean, crouch? I've only seen what if I want to I've only seen a handful of videos on it. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um. Now, again, yeah, you would need something with that teth... Tethlethute. Something with the Tethlethute. Okay, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we uh, also, one thing I wanted to say is that there has been a patent, a new patent, obviously, uh, that Sony just recently uh, went through. They recently patented a controller design that looks like it probably will be the new controller for the PSVR 2. They've been talking about a PSVR 2. Nobody really knows exactly what it's going to entail yet. I knew it was coming. I was like, I'm spending like $400 on the PSVR, and I'm going to have to buy another one. Yeah. My assumption is that it will be wireless, and that would be huge. Because that wire now gets... It can get annoying. If you're playing a game where you're like spinning around or you're moving, you can get tangled up in that. See, I think the future, when it comes down to something like that, is two things. Number one, wireless. Yes, that makes, and it's, that makes a bunch of sense. Another thing is... I feel like you need something equivalent to what the um what the switch and the Wii have to where it like it connects the controller to you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I mean obviously I'm thinking like you know, some the velcro that could start at your forearm and then just you know what I mean guide the controller to your hand. Yeah. But or like I said or like the switch or the Wii, you know what I mean you have that little you know, little um strap that you go ahead and you just lock on, you tighten it to where it has to be. So that way when you pitch something or throw something or anything else like you're not going to throw it through your tv yeah or at any of your friends watching you (laughs) yeah now it seems like sony is really going hard at at chasing vr and i think it's going to be one of their you know big selling points for this new console war because they're saying with these new controllers that it'll bring the ps5 in line with pc vr hardware which is saying something uh virtual reality versus cloud gaming seems like the battleground that's going to be fought between Xbox and, and PlayStation because Xbox is backing uh, cloud gaming with Project X Cloud, yes. and Sony is heavily backing VR with the new VR system for PS5. And um, you know the fact that they just patented a new controller, it seems like that's that's what it's going to be. That's going to be like the major selling points for both of them. But um, yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to give a quick ad for Anchor, and then we will come right back. And we're back. Yeah, so right where we left off, I mean, we're trying to figure out a way, the best way we can to try to combine movement, feedback, and all that. And the only way I can think of, like we said, is is to have some sort of treadmill apparatus with the Tesla suit. But this whole rig could potentially cost you, like, you got to be a one percenter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to cost you, like, 20 20 Gs probably to to get all that shit. And who knows what the new new headsets themselves are going to cost. And that's the thing I was thinking, like the, I mean the the VR two. I mean you're talking about with a bunch of the patents that are currently coming out. You know it's going to have probably like a, a four to six hundred dollar price tag. Yes, and that's something that is separate from say the PS five, which a lot of people are speculating is going to have a five hundred dollar price tag itself. 
Yeah, now are they going to do it like, you know, are you going to entice me with a bundle? Like, can I get it for 700 bucks and it comes with both? I'll do it. That, see, here's the thing. That sounds like it would make more sense to me if you went ahead, if you put they, that whole bundle thing in. They'd probably make more money because they got to know that they're not going to, outside of assholes like me, they're, they're probably, if it does carry, <laughs> again, another, like, you got to think that if the first one was $400, this one's probably going to be, at the least. At, and and the thing is, at least, I mean, you're talking about an apparatus for a console that costs as much as the fucking console. Everyone loves a deal. So if you're already spending $500 on a console, the likelihood of you spending $400 on a VR isn't super likely. But if you sell that bitch for 700 and I get both, then you got people like, ooh, well, I mean, I'm saving 200 bucks. Plus, think of also the fact that you are, I mean, you only have a very finite amount of games for this immersive apparatus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Unless they have some bangers on deck that they're just waiting to release. It is going to be a hard sell. Yeah. It is going to be a very hard sell. And, I mean, look, we also know that for the most part, um, <clears throat> like, uh, PC-wise, you know what I mean? That's where Microsoft is really doing their thing with VR. Yeah. You know I mean, with the xCloud and stuff like that, but not necessarily Xbox itself. But you know what? I thought the first PSVR was going to be a hard sell, but it fucking sold. It sold like a motherfucker. I didn't think it was going to be a hard sell because it, like... Once I just again, thought the price tag. I just thought the price tag was steep, especially because that's all it came with. It didn't come with move controllers. It was just a headset. That was it. Yeah, it didn't even come with a camera. So if you didn't have a camera already, you had to go buy one of those too. Yeah. So like, if no, you're you, right. Yeah. So I mean, I if I think maybe they had them, but if they didn't, a bundle for the move sticks, the headset, and the camera would probably cost you like six hundred dollars. So that's why I assumed it would be a hard sell because it's like, okay, if someone's gonna buy this, okay, I gotta buy this for four hundred. Okay, well now the camera's sixty, the move sticks are a hundred. Like I just, I don't. Not that you need the move sticks for all the games, but well, no, if you're gonna go immersive, go immersive. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see, at least for me personally, I don't see the. I mean, I see what you can get from it, but if I already know somebody who's going to buy it, you know what I mean, why am I going to go ahead and put my money towards it? Yeah, unless you know what I'm saying, unless it becomes so great that with something like games like you play like Borderlands and that's unless that becomes online co-op while you're wearing your headset then we got something to talk about see I didn't think about that until you started talking that particular sentence and then once you started continuing I'm like yeah. where's he going oh my god I might have to then buy we got one. something to talk about <laughs> Eshel could you imagine imagine if Eshel if, if, if they came out with something to where you're well, in there see, okay see that's gonna be, feel like that first person that could be something, shit. That, well no that could be something really different because of those i mean you've seen those um i mean you've seen those tile you mean you mean, you mean those uh those tile floor layouts that you I mean you can go ahead and skate back and forth to kind of work on your skating absolutely if you added something like that oh jesus christ we're, we're starting to cost people to way Eshel, too much money here but, but i'm saying to <laughs> Eshel, dude you could actually go ahead and skate yourself I mean, granted, for me, that means I'm only moving like maybe two inches a second because my skating is trash. But <laughs> yeah, I do think that they will end up somehow coming out with some sort of boot system. Like I said, where you're wearing some sort of boots, whether it be for like a melee fighting game or something like that. I feel I, like the, I honestly feel like the apparatus of the boots has to be something similar. Not, I mean, at least like circumference wise, similar to what you I mean, what that you I mean, what that was the way I talked about. You yeah, mean that, that, you mean that VR already has set up. Yeah, just because I mean, if you have boots and then you can go ahead, I mean, you can like slide a foot to the right or to the left, or I mean, if you have full 360 degree motion with that, I feel like that would be a cooler 
thing be- because then you can still get that leg motion of going ahead and like walking or yeah. with skating you can still get that almost that full skating motion you could do more with these games if you had and i'm sure they're going to come out with it at some point if you had better sensors to where you're able to, to that track more range so you're able to cut out buttons for having to crouch because you can just crouch buttons for having to go prone if you want to go prone because you can just do it yeah but yeah but all right so say for that boot system that we're talking about you can't go prone there's no way why you would but you would you, you wouldn't be able to cut a button out you would have to keep a button there to go ahead and go prone and then i mean i mean look, i mean if you crouch and then it's kind of like a little creeped yourself then yeah but. that's that's i didn't mean a boot system as far as movement like forward back like, like i figured that that would probably st- i just meant as far as like uh you know for fighting games and shit like that to be able to do kicks and and shit like that, but um, nah. But that I mean that's I think the future, the future of VR, like you said, is it's haptic feedback, which we already know that Sony's putting into their controllers. Yeah. You know the 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 squeeze of the trigger is gonna feel it's gonna feel different if you're if you're shooting a shotgun versus if you're you know or you know if you're if you're driving a car full speed into a wall, it's gonna feel different than you know if you get you know punched in a boxing game or something. Like, yeah. The feedback is gonna feel appropriate no you're right um but yeah that's the future the future is haptic feedback more immersion probably the need for a larger area because right now like i mean six feet as long as you have six feet in front you're probably good but if they want to be able to create more movement you're probably gonna need a larger play area um i think you're gonna finally start to see because clearly they have the ability to do it because they did with resident evil i think you're gonna start to see more full-length games like the games you would normally play with a vr with a vr mode like you can play a splinter cell game the full campaign or you can play the full thing through vr a star wars game okay so i have a happen. question that you probably don't have an answer to but I tried <clears throat> how long did it take for them to go ahead and create that game with that vr as a part of it as opposed to what a normal time of development would be see i the, the only reason that i don't know that is because I mean, the time between Resident Evil 6 and 7, I don't believe was very long, and it launched with that mode. Yes. And you could play with or without it. So clearly, it didn't impact. It's not like, oh, you know, between Resident Evil games, it's usually two years, and this took five years. Well, no. My main reason for asking is because, I mean, say a game like Borderlands 2 VR... I mean, that took a long time to go ahead and come out after Borderlands 2, obviously. But there is much more involved with going ahead and creating. And I don't know if that's mainly because it's cell shaded. So, I mean, I mean, you have different, you have different ways of looking at the shadows as opposed to a much more realistic aspect of like a, of a resident evil. Mm. All right. So it was, uh, it was, so it was five years between six and seven. Okay. Now I do believe the bulk of that was because they were redoing the whole genre. Like they wanted to kind of scratch out where they were going. Cause remember, like I said, they, they went a little more action-heavy than survival horror. They wanted to bring it back to actual survival horror. I'm sure they knew that the VR was coming out, so they already had that in mind. Yeah. Um, because they, I guess they figured that that was the perfect vehicle to drive home this new thing that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I can't attest to how great the game is without being in there. I don't know if I would have felt the same about the game. Like It's a cool game, but I don't know if I would have felt the same just playing with a controller on my TV as I now, would have in VR. I have heard people go ahead and talk about it, and they, you know, man, they're like, all right, give me so... Resident Evil 7 is okay. You know what I mean? It's good. I mean, I listen to a lot of different gaming yeah, podcasts. Absolutely. And they have talked about 7 and not talking about the VR aspect. I mean, just talking about the 7, the game itself. 
Yeah. And I have been hearing you give much more accolades to the game than I've heard from almost anybody else. Yeah. Well, you have to be careful. Which makes me think that that might be the difference. Yeah. And now here's the thing. Sometimes you have to you have to know who you're listening to because if it's if they're perhaps younger people that maybe got into the series with four, five, and six, so they were used to it being all action, and then you go to this and it's more survival. No, nah, it's not. Nah, it's like our generation. If it's our it's generation, our generation that you mean that have played the you mean play the older games. Yeah. See, I think the I think the game was great, but there, like I said, I I don't know how certain situations would have been outside of the VR because there were some situations where like you had to hide from somebody. Like John's first interaction with the. Uh... Yeah, but that I mean that was obviously like scripted and shit like that. But like I said, there are parts where you have to go in and you have he, to. He he knew it was scripted, and he still yeah, but he didn't yell. Yeah, but he didn't know what was gonna happen. But my my point is is that like there's there's modes in that game that are so sick. There's a mode in that game where um I forget her name, but obviously in Resident Evil Seven you're dealing with a fucked up like psychopathic family is basically what you're dealing with, and. Uh, the Bakers, Marguerite, that's her name, the mom, Marguerite. There's a DLC where you're strapped to a bed in this room and she comes in, she feeds you this like fucked up food and then she leaves. And the whole premise of the DLC is to figure out how the fuck to escape that room and get out of the house because you find like that you're able to get your one hand thing off and you get off. But here's the thing, every now and again, she comes back in the room and as you're doing things in the room, if you leave a drawer open, if you leave, if you don't, everything that you've done, if you don't fix everything in that room to be before back to she where gets back and get yourself back in bed and, and chain yourself back up, she'll fuck you up. And it's crazy because sometimes you might open a drawer and then find out that once you open it, it's stuck. It was a dummy drawer anyway, and it gets stuck, and now you can't close it, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, Just listening to you talk about this is making my anxiety go up. Yeah, and, like, and, I'm not lying. and in the actual story mode, having to hide from certain people and legitimately crowd, like you yourself in the VR, you're, you're in my, I'm in my basement, and I'm crouching in the middle of my floor, like looking around boxes, trying to you know, make sure I don't get caught. <clears throat> so I, I do think that had a lot to do with, with how much now, I loved it. I will go ahead and preface and say, when it comes out to this entire episode... I have only played three VR games ever. You played more? Nope. You played more. Or are you talking full length games? No, no, no. Or are you no, just no, saying no, VR no, general? No, no. Sorry, four. Because because I did the one with the gun. You mean that? You, you mean did that, London I, Heist? No, no. Not only London Heist, but the other one, the, Farpoint. Farpoint, London Heist, uh, Batman, and Deep Ocean. And Deep Ocean. And you played. Danger I did play. Ball. I did play Danger Ball. Played, yeah, played, and Beat Saber. And okay, Beat fine. Saber. But. <laughs> My point, even more being the fact, all right, so Danger Ball and Beat Saber, that is only something that comes from VR. I mean, you can't do that at any other point. Correct, correct. So, only thing I was trying to point out was the fact that you are much more the virtuoso when it comes down to VR in this particular conversation between the two of us than, I mean, I mean that's why you're carrying most of this conversation because I'm only giving you little things where I'm like, yeah, but it could be like this. And then, I mean, you school me. Yeah, well, you know how you can tell when something like really is th that good and it's not just like a one-time novelty thing when when you can put it down, when you've used it 10, 15, 20 times, you can put it down for three months and then the first time you put it back on, you're still like, whoa, holy shit, this is wild. And there's certain things that some people just don't get until they're in it. Like when I'm like if you're playing Danger Ball, which for anyone that doesn't doesn't know it, it comes on the PS uh, VR Worlds, uh, the game that I was telling you before that's got like five different things on it. It's basically like a... It's almost like a fucked up version of Pong, basically. Like, you use your head as... You're the one paddle. You use your head. You face these different, 
you know, opponents and whatnot. These different but, style of paddles. But if you're just watching, you know, and again, for those who don't have the VR, whoever's in the headset, if there's anyone else in the room with you, they can still see what you're doing on the TV. It's not like the screen's just blacked out, unless, of course, they move, like, out of range. Wouldn't that be hilarious? If it was just blacked out, <laughs> if someone's freaking out, out you're like, what I the mean, fuck, bro? It's just black. You're, you're watching somebody. What are you scared at? <laughs> you're watching somebody play Resident Evil, freaking out, and then you see nothing on the TV. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there, there's some games that if you're watching it on TV, it doesn't do it justice. Like when I was playing Danger Ball, I've had a lot of people to look at it, and they're like, it just looks like you're playing, just looks like you're playing Pong. And I'm just like, it's just different when you're in here. And then you put the headset on, you're looking around, you're like, oh, fuck, this is actually pretty wild. Yes. And <laughs> look, I was the same way. Yeah. It's uh so you know you got something good when you can when you can put it down for like three months you've already played it, you know, thirty to fifty times and then every time you're like holy shit. Like. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because every time you pull out the VR, the first thing I want to see anybody do is the deep ocean thing. Just just because that was one of the first things I did and I was just I was so mesmerized by every single bit of it because you have no controllers in your hand. You have nothing but the VR headset on, and you just you because all you're doing is watching. I mean, you're just a spectator. I've there has yet to be a single person that wasn't blown away by what VR is now. Because when you bring up VR to people that haven't been in it, they have an idea of what it is. Yeah, and you know they think either a it's just something that like you're wearing a headset, but everything's still right in front of you. You know what I mean? Like kind of like how Virtual Boy back in the day, that mm-hmm. little fuck. I mean, I I still have it. Yeah. But uh, they think of shit like that. I've had far more people put on my PSVR headset for the first time and immediately go out and buy one yeah, than I've had than I've had people that didn't think it was anything. Because again, I have yet to have a single person that, you know, when I when I put my dad in, I put him in the ocean thing. He couldn't fucking believe. It. He was like, I could just sit here, like I could literally like I wish I until had until the one shark attacks you. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, I could just sit because they have apps where they're just you're sitting on a beach, but the camera will track your electronics. So if you're just sitting on the couch, you can scan your phone, and if you hold your phone up, you'll still be able to see all the stuff on your phone, but your background's all, you're yeah. on the beach, you're by yeah. the waterfall, you're... So, I now, mean, the closest thing that we have as doing this thing, I guess I'll say communal, is going to like a place like Dave and Buster. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, it's where yeah. like you know what I mean you, you know what I mean because like, we did that for your bachelor party. You know what I mean you jump in like the uh, like the Tie Fighter for the Star Wars one, or you know what I mean or, 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 yeah. or you jump into like a jet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But all of those are always that type of apparatus. You know what I mean you know what I mean to where you're flying something. Yeah. But it is it is 100 virtual reality because you put yourself in this literal bubble, in this plastic bubble, and then all you see around you is you know what I mean everything that you need to go ahead and handle your missions. Yeah. The o- the only thing is that a lot of those like even even that uh that fighter jet one that like Anthony well we all did at one point like it was like three screens I think right it was like yeah. three screens but you know if you look down you're seeing your legs if you look up you're seeing like when you put this headset on you s- there's nothing true like you are legitimately in this shit true like and it's why and there are times where games are so good that like I forget that I'm in my basement I forget I'm just like like. Wh- I know I'm standing on the ground in my basement. Why are my knees getting weak? Like my brain's telling me, no, bro, you're and that's you're what on happened. top of a building, like hundreds of feet in the air. And that's what happened to me when I was playing Batman. You know I mean, when I when I first came across like Killer Croc, you know what I'm saying? And that, I was and waiting that one for that section. point. That was so funny. Oh man, I was it was, for that. It I was, was like, wild. It's, I was like, I know he's jumping out. Where is it? Because look, I don't normally jump with shit. Yeah. Once again, mainly because I don't I don't do anything hard. So. <laughs> yeah. But with that particular section, like I wasn't expecting. Anything like there were no signs at all that Killer Croc was going to be a part of this, and when he was in there, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I mean, it was pretty wild. 
Yeah. But, I mean, that's I mean, that's a pretty good beginning to end. I am so excited for what's going to be coming next. Because E3 is only a few months away. I mean, that's going to be coming in uh that's going to be coming in June, beginning of June. Dude, we're getting to the nitty-gritty, dude. Yeah. This is all like the build-up to what I always call it. It's our Super Bowl. And the funny thing about it is that when we come close to that time, do you realize that roughly around the time E3 comes around, you realize we've been doing this podcast for a year? I'm excited, dude. Like, I'm super excited. And before I dive into the little bit of news I have, I do want to go ahead and say thank you. Oh, thank you thank to everybody. Thank you to everybody that has listened, All everybody who has followed our Facebook page, Everybody who has followed our Twitter, you mean our Twitter page, you anyone that's we checked have, out the website, everyone we have that over 190 followers on Twitter, and I'm the one that handles that. And you have no idea the gratitude that I have for everybody that clicks follow for us. Yeah, and we, were, we were counting that shit before. It took us 10 months to get to our first hundred, as <clears> I anticipated, because nobody knew who we were. It's not like we, and we didn't. It's not like we put out a bunch of shit to our friends. No, we didn't. We just kind of rocked it. We threw it on Twitter. It took us 10 months to get our first hundred. Now we're almost at our next hundred in like under almost, t- in under almost two. two months. And I mean, a, l- a lot of it has to do with some of the great podcasts that we've become friends with. Pushing like, our stuff yeah, out. I mean, what's our spaghetti policy? You know what I mean? Jacob and Alex, which are two guys that we love. Um, we, we, ha- we have them. We have... Uh, uh, Unknown Gaming Podcast is another one over in Japan. I know those yeah. guys. Listen, those guys are great. The, I love you know, talking we, with those guys. We always get some love from Lamer Gamers. We get yes. love from What the Famicom. Yes. We get, we get love from, from so many places. And, and hey... We, we we give it right back. Yes, Twisted Cape also obviously. Twisted you know Cape, what I mean? I, sure. I mean I know those guys. I mean I know I'm I'm friends with Mike and I know, you know what I mean everybody else. So it's I just like like I said I I just wanted to go ahead and just give a quick run of just saying thank you. This has been look we're not stopping. So so you I mean this this isn't an ending, but this is just an awesome journey that you guys have led us continue to go on. I would have been excited and call it a success if seven people cared about what we had to say. <laughs> And to think that, that weren't our friends, that weren't our friends, <laughs> and to think that we've come as far as we have, and, and the milestone we just hit in listens. That I mean, yeah, over, we just recently hit six hundred listens, which is insane, which is absolutely amazing, which is five hundred and ninety-eight more than I thought we would have. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's been great, and it's only because of everybody in the community. <clears throat> now, with saying that, if you like us, if you follow us on everything else, I need you to follow us one more place. Follow us on Podchaser. Download it, sign into it, log in, and follow us there. Give comments because Podchaser is another one of those podcast places that distribute the podcast. And I'd love to get on there. Oh, dude, it is great. I, like, like I said, man, I have this personal little goal of mine to go ahead and be within the top tier of gaming podcasts on Podchaser. I really do. I really and and not to mention, I think we're there now. It's just the fact that we need more people to go ahead and put us there. That's all it is. I mean, we're willing to put in the work. Absolutely. It doesn't even feel like work, man. I love it. I mean, look, dude, basically three weeks out of a month, we go ahead, we sit down here in my basement and we record these and it is nothing but fun. Nothing but fun at all. Even when people are sitting here and texting on their phone. (laughs) Sorry. My wife's making pork belly on the smoker right now. She just sent a picture of it. And uh, I'm a little, did she really? I'm a little chubbed up. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and he's going to show me too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. She looks, she looks good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. This is that. Yeah, that sound out of my, out of my uh, gut said it all. But yeah, just to sum up everything he just said one last time. Thank you, everybody, very much. And if you listen to us on Apple, which a majority of people do, 
Um, <clears throat> give us a five star review. Write a comment. The more damn it, the more stuff we get on there, the higher we go in the ranks. So, um, again, thank you to everybody. Absolutely. So let's jump into the news. Let's go ahead and go back into what we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we don't thank people enough. <laughs> no, we don't. And that's, I mean, look, that's kind of why I went ahead and took that time right yeah. there. I only have two news stories. Um, Borderlands 3, which is something that we have, once again, spent an insane amount of time talking about. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. But we're going to do it again because it is that fucking amazing. Yeah. So, March 26th, they're going to be coming out with a new DLC, the second DLC expansion called Guns, Love, and Tentacles. Because... What else screams? What else? <laughs> what else screams love but guns and tentacles? That's I mean that's personally that's what I say. And when you're dealing with the two that you're dealing with, guns sure make sense. Eden six. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about the marriage of Wainwright Jacobs and Hammerlock and Sir Hammerlock. I they're they're finally getting married in the game. I can't wait to attend that wedding. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, dude. I can't wait. It, it's 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 gonna be a blast. Um, so that's going to be coming out, uh, March 26th, the, uh, shortly before that on March 13th, it will be released on Steam. So just want to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, let's see. Um, Gearbox describes it as a story of surprisingly dangerous engagement party for Sir Alistair Hammerlock and Wainwright Jacobs on the ice planet of... Of I'm about to fuck it up. Yep. <laughs> that's what it is. The look on Wes's face is on the ice planet of I'm about to fuck it up. Zilurgos. Zilurgos. Here, let me spell it for you first. X Y L O U R G O S. Zilurgos. I mean, it's xylophone. Sure. <laughs> planet, the ice planet xylophone. Ooh, this is cool. So the expansion will take you on through a um, eerie town of Cursehaven, uh, situated under the caravass of the of the vault monster. And you'll be fighting occultist, and you'll see a return of Anthony's favorite character from Borderlands 2, Gage. Oh, did you hear that, bro? And her robot Death Trap as an NPC. Wow. You get Death Trap back. I know Anthony's actually going to be super pumped for that. Oh, yeah. He's, he definitely just went from 6 to midnight. <laughs> and, like, I'm looking through some of the screenshots right now, and... As always with Borderlands, it goes from zero to one hundred. You know what I mean? It's just zero to one hundred real quick. Insane! It looks like so much fun. I still need to go ahead and jump on a few of the DLCs that I haven't played yet. I've been much more on an Xbox kick than a PlayStation kick recently, just because of uh, Fallen Order, mm, which I'm sure we're about to get to in a second. Oh God, yeah. So um, I have that, and then another bit of a uh, little bit of nerdy news. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what I'm here for. <laughs> uh. There has been a Pokemon named 2020 Pokemon of the Year. I and like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> he comes from the XY generation of the Pokemon. So I think that's uh, Gen 7, I believe. Um, it is Greninja. Greninja is badass. Greninja is badass as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've watched a, I've watched a handful of videos of the actual Pokemon show to where you see Ash using him in, like... Uh, in like the final four and all that type of shit and <laughs> you know what's funny though our generation just can't give it up either because you know everyone else is like, man it's charizard and that's it dude you are not <laughs> there's, lying there's charizard and then there's charizard <laughs> look three things charizard pikachu eevee that's it nothing else <laughs> nothing else seriously <laughs> fuck parasect fuck nine tails fuck dragonite fuck mew and mewtwo it is those three outside that's of, it i mean mewtwo is bad as fuck i i mean 
You can't lie. But you know who my favorite Pokemon The new was? Netflix thing that they're doing with Pokemon, the Mewtwo, the armored Mewtwo, looks insane. Oh, I believe it. I saw the motherfucker in Pokemon Go when he was armed. He was never able to catch him, but... Yeah, it's because you were too low a level. Yeah. Actually, Jess and I were just talking about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's back now in, in Go. Oh. Uh, you know who my favorite Pokemon was in, in Gen 1? Hmm. Alakazam. I loved Alakazam. I... Well, look, dude. Psychic were the strongest. That special attack was nuts. But I'm saying, though, Psychic... Okay, so before... Gen 1 didn't have Dark or Fairy or Dragon. You know what I'm saying? So it you didn't, It didn't have Steel either, did it? No, it didn't have Steel either. So, I mean, you only had a select few of types, and Psychic was the strongest. The only thing that would go ahead and be, beat Psychic was Psychic. That was yeah. it. I mean, now I think Dark or Fairy are stronger than Psychic. You know I mean, they're, you know, they have a strength to them. But um, <clears throat> the top vote-getters... Per region, so basically per gen, yeah. per generation. Uh, so Charizard, uh, Umbreon, Rayquaza, which was... Oh, oh Rayquaza. yeah, that was one of my favorites. Dirty. Uh, Lucario. Lucario. Lucario, oh, yeah. yep. who was th- th- basically the... Isn't that the one that learned like the, R-Sphere? The badass wolf. The force palm and all that shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking Had like insane. the steel things on its fucking, on its hands. Yes. Yeah. With the spikes on the fist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have... Uh, Grandler, oh no, Chandler. Sorry, Chandler. Yeah, the one uh, Litwick, Lampent. And yeah, Chandler. Yeah, uh, Greninja, Mimikyu, and uh, Dragon Dragapult nice. was from was from the Galar region. So the new game, dude. Dope that he dope. That's awesome though. That's fucking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like I like look, man. That is just a screaming nerd alert above my head. I get that. I just I love Pokemon. I love everything about Pokemon. Me too. And like shit, my my wife still plays Pokemon Go, so, um, yeah, she, man, that's all we have. She's definitely maxed out, right? She started a new, a new account. She maxed out on one. She hit forty, so she started a new account to go ahead and start playing up on that one. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for news. So, once again, thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Please, anywhere you can, rank us or rate us. Please do so. So, Scoops, let me go ahead and ask you. <laughs> what you about to ask me, bro? Uh, what are you playing? Right now, well, actually, I'm in between. Because I'm about to uh, I'm about to start Resident Evil 2 because I did finally beat Resident Evil. You were talking about that on Monday. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I finally beat it. Ah, bro, but here's the thing. I'm conflicted because I'm a completionist. You know this. But what's bothering me. So you me, need to go back and play as a different character. No, what's bothering me is that to compl- it's fucked up to complete. To literally be a trophy hunter and get everything on Resident Evil, you have to play this whole game like four or five times. There's a playthrough for beating it on the hardest difficulty, which is fine. That's no big deal. Beating it with both characters, that's also fine. Because there's a lot of these ones you, you can combine into one. I could play as Jill on the hardest difficulty, knock both of those out. No, but, then, but then there's ones for completing the game only using your knife. No defensive weapons, no lighting zombies on fire, no nothing. Just a knife. No thanks. There's one. For, there's one for beating the game with using no ink ribbons. Again, more of these that you can combine into one. I could. Uh, I mean, I, I could play the game as Jill on the easiest difficulty, not use any ink ribbons, just use the knife. Like you can combine some of these, but uh, then there's ones you know beat the game in less than three hours, just See, running. For somebody like you, that sounds like a hell of a test. Well, I did all the time. I did all the uh, the time, time trial trials ones for uh, okay. for Uncharted. So I'd be in Uncharted. I think like. Uh, some of them are beating the game in like under two hours which i've done um 
only one time did I fuck it up, and <clears throat> Matt, who used to be my roommate upstairs, <laughs> he thought someone in my family died because he heard me cursing up a storm because I was like four minutes late on one. Because when you're doing these time trials, like you got to block out some time. Like, all right, I have time to do this from now to now. And if you don't do it, yeah, it sucks. It's like yeah. you just sat in this one spot for two hours, but you finished it in, you know, two hours and three minutes. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, I'm about to jump into Resident Evil 2. What about you, brother? So uh, I spent a little bit of time on Dathomir in Fallen Order. Uh, not too much because I've spent more time, uh, look, man, family comes first. So I spent a little more time with my kids and, uh, my wife, my daughter's almost four. So (laughs) she, she needs the time. You know what I mean? She always asks me to go ahead and play. And I mean, we come down to the basement, the little man cave. She has a little basketball hoop set up and we'll put the basketball net and the trampoline and all that type of stuff. So I spend more time with the kids currently than I have playing games, which is fine. Um, Try to spend a little bit of time with Mega Man and uh, Crash Bandicoot. I'm at, uh, what the fuck's his name? Tiny. And Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I remember back in the day it being much easier. Did you, have you beaten any of the levels on Mega Man X yet? No, Mm. I haven't. Really? I still keep on fucking up on that. God, I get so irritated with it. I really do. (laughs) Start. I'm trying, man. I'm really trying. Start with Chill Penguin. You think, be my you, you think Chill Bang would be okay? Yeah, I'll his, run with that his, because his, normally his uh, attacks are pretty basic. So I've been run. I, I've been running through the armadillo one <clears throat> just because I just that's armored armadillo. That's the last one you should do. That's the one where you would get the Hadouken. Oh, the really? That's where you would get. Oh it at the shit! End. Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right. Now that I know that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm, I mean, he's another one that theoretically you could fight early as well because he. The only thing that gets hard sometimes is like mapping out where his like. Have you gotten to him? No, I'm oh. still well, no, I'm mind, still working wanna, on it. Well, you'll see what I meant then. <laughs> but nah, man, haven't really done insane munch, munch, insane munch, and insane an insane amount of gaming currently. But I plan on changing that this week. Sweet. So until then, once again, thank y'all. We appreciate everything. If you want to go ahead and throw us uh, five stars and comments and everything else, please do so on. Apple Podcast and on Podchaser. Help us move up. Absolutely. So we're going to let Anthony uh, carry us out. So, Scopes. Game on. Game on, y'all. hey What's up, crew members and crewpies? It's time to connect with CGC. As always, you can give us our feedback and reach out to us on consolegamingcrew at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, and our YouTube. Uh, we are going to have a Twitch coming up soon. I'm going to have the other guys take care of that in a little bit, but please reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. It's going to be console gaming crew and our Twitter handle is at console crew. Uh, again, feedback is fantastic. So please reach out to us. Uh, you know, give us your feedback on, uh, what you think, what we can do to improve everything. Uh, also please check us out on our, uh, our webpage, which is consolegamingcrew.com there's always updated information there uh, stories and all that other kind of cool stuff Uh, and as always game on